Everybody knows Silent Night, right? Yes. <laughs>
check in on Pottstown Bible Church and stay tuned for Pastor Bruce Carter. today and uh, we don't have to turn on the screen you can turn it on that's great right there I have something that was handwritten to me which fits so perfectly in the message this morning and this person is anonymous so I'm just going to say what I have in front of me I was in Walmart looking for a quilt this man walked right up to me and said, do you know you can go for sure? Let me, I didn't say that right. Do you know you can go to heaven? I said, yes, sir, I do know. I took him, I told him I was a Christian. I'm going to start this over. I want to do this right. And I want you to know there are about two mistakes in this sermon as far as type of graphics, so keep that in mind. So here I go again. I was in Walmart looking for a quilt. This man walked right up to me and said, do you know you can go to heaven? I said, yes, sir, I do. I told him I was a Christian. He said, let me ask you another question. Do you know, excuse me, do you go to heaven by your works? I said, no. He said, have I one more question? Can you lose your salvation? 
I said, no. He said his name was John. In other words, he was talk she was talking to a person by the name of John. <clears throat> I said, so he said his name was John, and this was his field to preach, and his name is on his way. What a blessing. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Did you get that? This person was at Walmart, and she met this person who was a witness for Jesus Christ, and he had the courage to say to her, do you know you can go to heaven? And then he, one of his questions was, do you know for sure that you're eternally secure? That's my paraphrase. And she said, absolutely. Can I get a witness? Amen. Are you sure? Am I sure? This fits right in with our message or my message this morning. <clears throat> now we can go on to what I have for you this morning. Of course, that was what you can have too. While preparing for today's message, my mind, my mind had long wrestled. That's right. I was wrestling all week and before. While preparing for today's sermon, my mind had long wrestled over continuing with Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter 4, or what I have called the wonderful works of the Holy Spirit. And I must admit, a certain degree of peace flooded my mind as I began working on something I have called the wonderful works of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. After all, there are many, many works of the Holy Spirit. Too. And I wish to inform you, the audience, that the primary source of today's message has been taken from a pamphlet written by, you know him, many of you, John MacArthur, called The True Work of the Holy Spirit. Moreover, I want you to know that although we're not, get that, we are not continuing the work of the book of Daniel this morning, focusing on the fourth chapter. Perhaps, hope you get it, we're not on the book of Daniel this morning, focusing on Nebuchadnezzar. Perhaps you and I can heartily exclaim along with Nebuchadnezzar, yes, I went back to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what he said. Perhaps you and I can heartily exclaim along with Nebuchadnezzar, I bless the Most High. And I praise and honor him that lives forever, whose dominion is everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. I want to repeat that. Nebuchadnezzar, in the fourth chapter, said this, 
I blessed the most high, and I praised and honored him that lives forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. I'm going to reveal to you what he said later on, but let's stick with this. What else can you and I heartily explain, just like Nebuchadnezzar? Thy eye, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are true and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to obey. Can you? And I say, blessed, high, and praise and honor him that lives forever and ever. Can you say something? Can I get an amen? Amen. Preach it. Number four. And just like Nebuchadnezzar, can you and I take some messages from the psalmist. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O you most high, that I may show forth all the praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. And last of all, be you holy, Lord, in your own strength, so will I sing praise and honor. I know I said that wrong. So will we, that's why corporately sing and praise to God. Number five. I'm going to stop right there. I don't want you to be silent when you hear praise and glory and honor to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Bible is clear that sinners who were redeemed never, can never lose their salvation. Hallelujah. I'm glad somebody said hallelujah. <laughs> the unbreakable chain of Romans 8.30 indicates that all who God chose us, all who are justified, he will glorify. As the Lord Jesus said himself, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I will give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me, is greater than all, 
and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Can I get a witness? I want to say something so bad. I want to say it later. And I'm not retracting. As someone told me, don't retract. Don't apologize for the word of God. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let me give it to you in another version. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now I got some questions to ask you. It's number eight. According to Romans 8, 39 and 38, I said it backwards. According to Romans 8, 38 and 39. And I want you to respond. I have that up here. Can any whom God has saved be separated by the following? And I have a question mark, so I want you to speak up, yes or not. I'm going to say it again. According to Romans 8, 38, 39, can any whom are saved be certain, I'm sorry, be separated from the following? Here goes. Yes or no? Death. Yes or no? No. No. Life. No. Keep on talking. Angels. No. Principalities. No. Powers. No. Things to come. No. Things present. No. Height. No. Depth. No. Nor any other creature. No. Can I get a witness? Amen. You have an almighty God who holds you. I'm getting ahead of schedule. He holds you in his hand and his son, Jesus Christ. And no one. I'm getting ahead of schedule. Can snatch you out of the Father's hand, and no one can snatch you out of the Son's hand. That's right. I and my Father are one. That's what he said. I and my Father, and the word is Ineas, my only Father can snatch you out of my hand or out of my father's hand. Can I get a witness? Amen. Don't you let any false prophets in. When you get down and on, you start going the wrong way. Tell you you can lose your salvation based on your good works. God, as you are. If I had to, let me slow down. I have fallen many times. But you know, and you have to, can I get a witness? Amen. 
you and I have fallen many times. But God and his son hold you in his hands. Death, I know revealing life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth, any other creature is a big no. You can't snatch me out of his love. Number nine, no person or force can ever sever the bond of fellowship between God and those who belong to him. The Holy Spirit himself personally guarantees that fact. As Paul told the Ephesians, in him you also, having listened to the message of the gospel, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed. Say sealed. sealed. I'm going to introduce you to a new word today. Maybe you haven't heard it, and maybe you have. When I heard it again, I said, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit himself personally guarantees that fact. As Paul said to the Ephesians, in him you also have a listen to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, believed, you were sealed, I know I said it before, in him was the Holy Spirit a promise, who was given as a pledge, who's the who? The Holy Spirit was given as a pledge of your inheritance with a view to your redemption of God's own possession to the praise. And that word praise comes up again. Amen. Of his glory. The, the ceiling. The ceiling to which Paul alludes involved an official mark of identification place on the letter, contract, or other documents. Perhaps I'm going too fast. The ceiling to which Paul alludes involved an official mark of identification place on a letter, document, or other official things. Now, I said it backwards anyhow, so I'm going to go on. The seal was usually made by placing hot wax on a document and then impressing it with a signet ring. In other words, they had a ring on their finger and they pressed it down on hot wax. As a result, the seal officially represented the authority of the person to whom the signet belonged. Number 11, a Roman seal conveyed the following, authenticity, security, ownership, and authority. And the Spirit of God represents those same realities in the lives of his children. I'm going to stop there. Think about it. When you're God's, 
authority, I'm sorry, authenticity, security, ownership, and authority. Can I get a witness? I want you to know if you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, authenticity, security, God owns you, and authority. Those who have received the Holy Spirit, ask yourself, have you received the Holy Spirit? Those who have received the Holy Spirit can rest assured that they are truly saints. Authenticity and their salvation can never be lost or stolen from you. Amen. Can I get it with this? Amen. That's a real good thing. Security. Moreover, the Spirit's presence in your life demonstrates that God is your Lord Amen. and Master. Amen. I know I'm slowing down someone. Someone or some people here, someone has told you, well, I did something that I shouldn't do. I don't know what it is. And some group told you, well, you're lost. Don't you let that false prophet tell you that. Can I get a witness? Amen. How many times have you and I done things we know we shouldn't do? But did God abandon you? No, he didn't. He may chastise you and will chastise you, but you are still his own. Authenticity, security. I and my father are one. Ownership. He owns you. I'm going to talk about that later. And authority. They are, as they are led by the Spirit. I want to ask you. That's why I'm interrupting this verbatim message. As they are led by the Spirit, are you and I, that's right, you and I, are we led by the Spirit? They will manifest a life of submissive ownership to Christ. Christian, I want you to keep this to yourself because it's personal. Are you and I being obedient to Christ? All this is part of the Spirit's sealing. Number 12. Think about it. 1 Corinthians 6.20. Authenticity, security, ownership, authority for you. That's you and me. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Here's another version. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
for you were bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Well, I don't have to do what you tell me to do. No, you don't. But we should all be involved. What God wants us to do. For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Not only does the spirit testify that believers are God's children, but he guarantees that they will never be removed from his family. Can I get an amen? amen? You're part of God's family. Moreover, he ensures that their future resurrection unto life. And Romans 8, 11 explains, but the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. I'm stopping right there. For if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, I'm intervening with my own remarks. Does the Holy Spirit dwell in you? If it doesn't, you're not a Christian. He that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by, by his spirit that dwells in you. Every born again Christian in this age is dwelt by God the Holy Spirit. And he urges you and me, he begs you and me to follow Jesus. The Spirit himself bears witness. Who is he bear witness to, Brother Bruce? In your soul. Amen. That's where he dwells. Amen. And he's, I'm going to say this again. He's not leaving. Amen. You can grieve him. I'm getting ahead of schedule. You can grieve him, but he's not leaving. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And that word children, can you say children? Children. It's from the a Greek word which means born ones. Are you born again? Or are you and I just play acting? Fourteen. Sadly. Sadly, many charismatic groups completely miss the ministry of the Holy Spirit rather than resting in the security of the Spirit. They teach that believers can lose their salvation. I don't care what group you belong to. If a group teaches that you can lose your salvation, you better check them out. Can I get a witness? Amen. I'll say it again. Rather than resting in the security of the Spirit, they teach that believers can lose their salvation 
As a result, third people live with constant fear of an uncertain future and deny honor to the Holy Spirit who gives, who keeps believers secure. I'm going to say it in a different way. If you belong to a group, whether it be Pentecostal, charismatic, or any other group that teaches you to lose your salvation, you better check with what the Bible. That's what you check with. Number 15, what freedom, and here's one of my mistakes, I can see it, I have it written down, what freedom and joy there is in discovering that the Spirit's true ministry of sealing those who belong to Him. After all, the reality of life in a fallen world is that we will all die one day. Here he goes again, that's me. Pastor Jack has said this, so I'm not going to repeat it a lot. Someday you and I, if the rapture doesn't occur, we're going to die. And I'm going to cut this short, not the message itself. Are you sure that if you or me, I can only be sure of me, I can't be sure of you, if you die, this very second, it can happen. Are you going to be with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Could you say to be absent from this body is to be present with Jesus Christ? Amen. Are you sure? Are you certain? I'm going to intervene with my own first John these things I have written that you may know for sure that you may know for sure that you have eternal life what what fear and joy there is discovering that the Spirit's true ministry of sealing he's got a stamp on you that cannot be broken after all the, the reality of a fallen world is that we will die one day but the day of death will be better than the day of our birth. Amen. How about that? Amen. Because the first thing we will open is the Lord Jesus Christ. And in death, let me say it right, and in the day of resurrection, the Holy Spirit will raise believers from the death, from dead, giving them new Glorified. Did you get that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know who you're learning from. Did you know that? Did you know that the day you die and the day of resurrection, 
you're going to resurrect you with a brand new body. giving them new glorified bodies that will dwell forever on the new earth. And may I add a new heaven. Can I get a witness? You can look those scriptures up. I want to add something. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and every born-again Christian is going to be a citizen of a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. Here's my own reflection I put in there. The fourth book of Daniel, the fourth book of Daniel, the first and first and second and third and fourth and all the other chapters of Daniel. You said you weren't going back to Daniel, and I'm not. But I couldn't help remembering this. The fourth chapter of the book of Daniel reveals that Nebuchadnezzar, the proud king of Babylon, faced severe judgment of God. Why are you putting that in there? Eternal life is a free gift. I'm going to say this for them who think you can do anything after you're saved. God's gonna put a judgment on you on you and on me for talking like this or feeling like this. I'm safe forever. I can do whatever I want. You are mistaken. Can I get a witness? As a Christian, you cannot the Holy Spirit prevents you hinders you from doing whatever you want. Can I get a witness? Amen. Nebuchadnezzar did. Well, what do you mean by that? He was like an animal. You can read it. Daniel chapter 4. God, he was so proud that God allowed him prompted him to be an animal for seven years, to bring him to his senses. And I'm going to say this to you. If you are a Christian and thinking you can do anything, God's going to bring you to your senses. Amen. You cannot do anything as a Christian. Amen. God, the Holy Spirit, prevents us from doing anything as a Christian. Amen. Got quiet, but that's okay. Maybe it's over you. You know you're a Christian, and you think you can do anything. God forbid. Amen. God forbid. Romans chapter 6 says this. Shall we continue in sin? Talk to Christians. That grace may abound. Grace is the liberty to do what is right, not what is wrong. Got to get a witness. What am I prompting you and me to do? Live like a Christian. You got the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit wants you and me to live like a Christian. Amen. Number 17. Although he descended on Jesus, at his baptism in the way a dove would fly down and light on someone. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. 
He is omnipotent and he's almighty. He's eternal, he's holy and glorious spirit of the living God. He is infinite, his presence inescapable. I'm gonna stop there, say inescapable. I don't know why I'm interceding, but I'm gonna do it. He is infinite, his presence inescapable. The Holy Spirit, you cannot escape the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, Christian. He's in he's in I can't say the word, but he's everywhere. <laughs> inescapable. Thank you, sir. And his, thank you, sir. And his purity consuming. Those who test him face severe judgment and those in the days of Noah experience the flood and those who lie to him. You can lie to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you when. Face the possibility of imminent death as Ananias and Sapphira did. Learn the hard way. 18. Since I didn't eliminate or elaborate upon God the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 5, some of you already know this. They lied to the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 5. And when they did so, they fell down. There is severe judgment in lying to the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? If you're looking for a goody two food food message, you come to the wrong church. I'm going to spell it out. I'm going to shake it down and tell the truth about God, the Holy Spirit, and his judgments. In judgment, in Judges 15, it was the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, who came upon Samson when he killed a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of an ass or donkey. And in Isaiah 63:10, the prophet explains the severe consequence of grieving the Holy Spirit. Speaking of the Israelites, Isaiah wrote, but they rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Therefore, he turned himself to become their enemy. He fought against them. It could not be any clearer than that. To treat the Holy Spirit irreverently is to make God your enemy. Do people really think they can belittle the Holy Spirit? and get away with it? I do not know who I'm talking to. Some of us, you've been living a long time in the world and you are a Christian. God is going to deal with you and me on a personal level. 
Oh, God is good. He wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, he would. Can I get a witness? Amen. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Stop playing, if you are a Christian, with the Holy Spirit. Number 19. The Holy Spirit is the power of God and the divine force of living. Let me say it right. The Holy Spirit is the divine, the power of God in a divine person acting from creation to consume everything. In Genesis, I'll just say it. In the beginning, God created. The Holy Spirit was there. <clears throat> Number 20. I don't want to go over time. Dear person, honor the Spirit of God as you would honor Jesus Christ if he were living in your house. If Jesus Christ were dwelling in your house, would you not, would you ignore him? You would not go about doing business as if you were not there. Do not ignore the presence of the Holy Spirit in your soul. Let me stop right there. Do not ignore the presence of the Holy Spirit in your soul. I beseech you, do not live as if you had never heard whether he is a person or not. Brother Bruce, here you go again. The Holy Spirit is a person. And he dwells in every Christian. Can I get an amen? Amen. He's in you. Change it up. Change your life. To him, give constant adoration. Reverence the altar's guests. What they say altar's for? When you first got saved, when you believed, in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he came in. I say that because some groups teach you gotta wait for the Holy Spirit. I'm just gonna come out and say it. Some people teach you gotta speak in tongues before you get saved. You gotta get saved and then you are saved. has been pleased to make your abode his soul. Love him, adore him, worship him. 23. 20, make it feel that way one. 22. If we are to honor the Holy Spirit, if we are to honor the Holy Spirit, Treat him with the reverence and respect that his royalty deserves. We must rightly discern his true ministry. Align your heart. What do you mean by that? Align your heart with what he wants you to do. If I don't get to this, if, if, if this message goes too long and I don't want it to, align your heart with what he wants you to do. He's got something for you to do. Amen. 
Yeah, that's something for you to do. You don't just sit back and say, I'm saved. And that's, no, you got more to do. Can I get a witness? Amen. Align your heart, your mind, and your will with this wondrous work. What is the Holy Spirit doing in the world today? There's that mistake I talked about. He who once created the material universe. I'm going to say this again. Did you realize that the Holy Spirit who was there as in creation, not part of creation, but was there when God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning was... I didn't say it right. In the beginning, God created Genesis 1-1. The Holy Spirit was there. Amen. He's the one that dwells within you. What is the Holy Spirit doing in the world today? He is once created the material is now focused on a spiritual creation. Who is a spiritual creation? You and me. New creatures. He, he's, he's, he made it in the beginning with God the Father and God the Son, and now he's created a new creation. Is it you? Amen. If you are a Christian, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, 7. 5, 17. Thank you. He creates spiritual life, regenerating sinners. I'm a good person. I don't treat people wrong. I don't use profanity. I help other people. I don't know who you are. That is not going to save you and me. <coughs> he is now focused on spiritual creation. He creates spiritual life, regenerating sinners through the gospel of Jesus Christ and transforming. Say transforming. Transforming. Have you seen anything that really points toward transforming in your life? Maybe you had some very foul language. Maybe you had a very bad habit in some type of way. Don't you know that God the Holy Spirit wants to take that away from you? Can I get a witness? How you make it out? How am I making out? As children of God, he sanctifies. Say sanctify. Sanctify. Do you know that that means set apart? God, I don't know why I'm saying this, and I do know why. He sanctifies. He's setting you apart. He's got an awesome task for you to do. Amen. 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 Would you say sanctify again? Sanctify. Sanctify. Set apart. You're no longer the same person. And don't tell me that you can be a Christian and stay the same if you're listening to God, the Holy Spirit. We're tired of this goody two-shoe stuff over and over again. Equips. Say equips. Equips. Don't you know 
that the Holy Spirit actually equips you. He equips you. You don't do this on your own. He equips you. He gives you the power to do it. Amen. For what? Service. Produces fruit in your lives. Love. Joy. Peace. Amen. Temperance. What's temperance? Self-control. Empowers you to serve who? The Almighty Savior. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Look at that last statement. He secures you and me for eternal glory. The same source of power that brought the world into existence out of nothing is the same source that works in the heart of the redeemed. And just as creation was an astonishing miracle, just as creation was an <coughs> astonishing miracle, so is creation. I wonder if people don't recognize you anymore. I, I remember you when you were, I won't name it because I'm a part of it too. Can I get a witness? Amen. What's wrong with you? What, what's happened to you? You seem so different. I'm different because I've been born again. I've been, I'm different because I've been saved. I'm different because I'm secure in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How secure are you? I'm secure forever. Amen. Well, how do you know that? Because the word of God tells me so. Amen. People who want to see miracles today should just stop following false healers. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people that people don't get healed today. Can I get a witness? Amen. Yes, they do. To see a spiritual dead sinner made alive is the greatest miracle that can happen to a person. Do you hear that? To see a, a spiritually dead sinner like you and me got saved Amen. by the power of the Holy Spirit to witness it's a genuine miracle. At salvation, the Holy Spirit, not only, I'm on number 24. At salvation, the Holy Spirit not only regenerates the sinner and imparts saving faith, but he permanently, I like that word, permanently resides in the life of the new believer. Amen. Did you hear that? Permanent. I, I get excited. Permanent. When I hear about Pastor so-and-so, or maybe I shouldn't say use the word pastor, 
when I heard so-and-so got saved. Let me read it again. At salvation, the Holy Spirit not only regenerates the sinner and imports saving faith. Saving faith, say it. Saving faith. Now, I'm not going to get on this, but I want you to realize that. The faith you got came from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. You didn't get saved because you decided you were going to get saved. You got saved because God saved you. Thank you. Did you notice that when I said Jesus Christ until they changed to God? <laughs> Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God. Amen. But He permanently resides. Say permanently. permanently. I'm going to say it again. I, I'm just going to come out and say it. The Holy Spirit does not come and leave. He stayed there. Well, I lost my salvation today. I had a, I had a drink and I got drunk. No, you didn't. God needs to chastise you. Amen. I cursed somebody out today. Oh Lord, I didn't really. Oh Lord, forgive me. Can I get a witness? Stop playing with the Holy Spirit and ask for forgiveness. I didn't say he left. Just ask God for forgiveness. Amen. Maybe I'll say something out of John. And the blood. Say the blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. Acts 20, 28. The blood. The veins the blood that ran in the veins, according to Acts 20, 28, was the blood of God. Amen. That's what the Bible says. It was the blood of God. I'm looking, Pastor. However, Romans 8, 28, 8, 9. How were you are not in the flesh? What that means? You not you no longer live like you're an old person in the flesh, doing your old habits, doing your old thing, just having a good time. The best time that you can have—I call that a good time—but you know what the best time you can have? Knowing. Jesus Christ Amen. as your personal Savior. Amen. That's a good time. Amen. And the Bible tells me that's going to be forever. Amen. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If this, indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. I keep saying it over and over again. Look at it. Dwells in you. Now, let me add this. Is the Holy Spirit at home? Is he at home? He's not leaving. Is he at home? Yes. What does that mean? That means are you lined up with his purpose in your life? But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now I want you to notice something that I noticed a long time ago. 
the first part, if indeed the Spirit of God, Spirit of God, in the Spirit, in the second part of the sense, Spirit of Satan, excuse me, Lord, Spirit of Christ. Did you get that? Can I get an amen? amen. Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ. What are you implying? Jesus is God the Son. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, and the spirit of God is in you. But if a man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Forgive me, Lord, for saying that. 26. Now these are the deeds of the flesh. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, and so on. I'm going to go to number seven because it's getting close to the end. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a question on on page 27. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit dwells in you? Do you know it? I'm going to say it again. Again, I say to you, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own? Do you know that? For you have been bought with a price. You're going to hear me say it again. You're not your own. Some of us are living like you're your own property. You're not your own. We've been bought with a price. We are to glorify God in our bodies. Oh, I just live by the Spirit. The Word of God says, your body. Can I get a witness? Amen. Give witness that he lives in your spirit, displayed by your actions. Sanctified indeed. It is important to emphasize that there is no such thing as a genuine believer who does not possess the Holy Spirit. It is a terrible error, tragically promoted by some Pentecostals. What do you mean by that? The Holy Spirit comes and goes. The Holy Spirit doesn't come and go. He stays there. Amen. If you think I'm talking about one particular group, that goes on in a lot of circles. Can I get a witness? Amen. You better discern what you're seeing and hearing. <coughs> that a person who somehow can be lost and yet not have the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. The Holy Spirit is a person who stays there, who doesn't leave. That's right. Permanent and dwelling. However, you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Holy Spirit, 
for the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. I'm going to say this. I'm almost done. We'll be all right. Thank you. <laughs> Genuine believers, people who the Holy Spirit has taken up residence, you think, talk, and act differently. They are no longer characterized by love for the world. Indeed, they love the things of God. That transformation is evidence of the Spirit's power at work in the lives of those whom he dwells. What's wrong with you, Bruce Carter? What's wrong with you, Pastor? Are you jealous for the Holy Spirit who dwells in you and me? this again. He has a mission for you. I don't know what it is. You can only know that by the power and asking that God show me what you want me to do. And may I add this for some of you. I dare you to ask us, what do you want me to do? Just ask him. He'll tell you. Can I get a witness? For by grace are you saved. Notice the past tense. Through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift. The gift. I am so dismayed at those who teach that you can be saved by your so-called good works. Again, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, as a result of works, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Here's how another translation says it. For by by grace you have been completely saved at past time. Get this now. By grace you have been saved completely in past time. With the present results that you are in a state of salvation which persists through time and raises you from the dead. Well, Pastor, I think you better come over here. I'm done. You're saved, sanctified. He was to set you apart. He did it all. Amen. In the name of above all names, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen.